Hey everybody, I'm so, so excited for today. I've been waiting for this moment for weeks and months to bring a long time uh, friend of mine that I've known that it seems like since I came out of my mother's womb, it seems like he was right there, a long time friend, a brother, someone who's been there for me when I, when I was running from God, when it didn't look like I was chasing God. There was a friend of mine that was there. His name is Ben Shelling, everybody, let's just stand up on our feet. Yeah, yeah. Let's, Welcome, let's go. What's ben, up, everybody? So excited to have you. How are you doing today? Hey, Isaac. Awesome. Thank you for your kind words. Same feelings back to you, man. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to speak and talk with you and talk with the listeners. Absolutely. So today's topic, if you're a note taker, if you're not, if, if you're driving, however you're listening today, today's topic is discipleship. We're going to be talking. Um, on what discipleship looks like in today's culture, what will it cost us, what is discipleship, um, characteristics of a disciple of Jesus, um, because we ultimately feel like this is a topic that the church, the body of Christ, has strayed away from. Um, so we feel like God has put this on our heart to kind of steer the body of Christ back into the importance of discipleship. So let's hop right into this thing and let's start off with what simply is discipleship. Discipleship at its basic level is simply growing and maturing in your faith in Jesus Christ. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, he says, And you should imitate me, just as I imitate Christ. So in this verse, Paul is laying out key actions and principles of discipleship. Imitating your teacher as they imitate Christ. Because as of disciples of Jesus Christ, ultimately we are called to be transformed into the image of God. That's ultimately what discipleship is, to be transformed in the image of God. So this is discipleship at its core. So now we're going to jump from what discipleship is to what discipleship will cost us. So Ben, let's hop right in this and let's teach us and help us understand what discipleship will cost us. Absolutely, man. So um, to look at you know what discipleship could cost us, I want to look at what Jesus said. Yeah. You know, it's not just my own thoughts or my own opinion on what I think discipleship could cost us. I want to go into what Jesus said, yeah. okay? And so in Luke chapter 9, on starting at verse 23, going into verse 24, he says, And he said, that's Jesus, and he said to all, If anyone would come after me, okay, let's pause right there. When he says come after me, he means follow me. He means, if anyone would follow me, if anyone would be my disciple, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So right here, Jesus pinpoints three things that we would do, three things that it would cost us if we were his disciples. It's one, to deny ourselves, two, to take up our cross daily, and three, to follow him. So a little bit about what that looks like. Denying ourselves. okay? Listen, I want to go to Taco Bell at midnight every night, okay? <laughs> I just want to do those things, you know? But I know that, you know, when I take a step back and think about, you know, this temple, I know that's not always the smartest thing to do every, every night, right? Okay? Um, but I mean, even on, you know, more, I guess you could say serious topics, you know, you know, say our, we really want to do something or we really want to pursue something, but we don't have God's hand on it or he doesn't or he's not telling us to go in that direction. You know, in those moments, what do we do? Do we deny ourselves or do we just 
do we please ourselves? And Jesus says, if you want to be my follower, you need to deny yourself. And that He's not saying don't have any joy in your life because everything that Jesus leads you to, there's going to be joy. Yeah. You know, He's going to be there with you. So it's not denying yourself and having no pleasure because if you delight yourself in Him, He'll give you the desires of your heart. Amen. That's good. So, and then the second thing is take up your cross daily. You know, a little bit about the cross is what, what, what happens when we think of the cross? Do we, you know, we think of resurrection and power and life and all these things, but sometimes we don't think about that the cross was a representation of death. Yeah, that's and true. in our lives, there's times where we have to die to what we want. We have to die to ourselves, almost in the same way we deny ourselves. We, we die to ourselves. Um, that's so good. When Jesus took up his cross, it was the ultimate sign of being obedient to God. He that was his cup. That was the mission that God placed on his life. That was his cross. So when God gives us our mission, that's our cross. When God gives us a an instruction, that's our cross. So we pick that up daily in obedience towards him. The third thing is to follow Jesus. You know, just saying that, it's kind of like, yeah, I get it. Just follow Jesus. It's pretty simple. You know, he gave us his word. We have his word right here. He gave us his Holy Spirit. And with his word and his spirit, he's given us all the tools to be able to follow him. And so these three things is what it costs us. These three things is what, you know, Jesus says, if you want to be my disciple, you do these three things. Deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and follow me. That's so good. So, so good. Um, so if you're a note taker, um, I encourage you take notes. And if you're listening right now and you're not having an opportunity to take notes, whether it be you're driving, you're doing things around. Great things about a podcast is, is you can always go back yeah. and listen and listen and listen and listen. So basically what I'm telling you is don't listen to this once. Listen to it about one billion times. <laughs> and not only will you benefit from the good things, but we'll benefit because we're having people listen. So this yeah. works both ways. Incredible, Ben. So now we're going to uh, jump and dive right into um, why is discipleship so, so important? Why is it so important? It's something that's talked about in church. It's a very popular word, and, and everybody says it's important, but it's, uh, it's one of those things. Everybody says it's important, but I've never really heard anybody say why it's important. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things where you hear someone say it's important, so you guess it's important, but... We're going to break this down, and I think there's three reasons. There's multiple reasons why it's so important, but these are three main reasons on why I think discipleship is so important. The first one is growth. Mm-hmm. Hebrews uh, chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to mm-hmm. maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith of God. So one reason discipleship is so deeply important, it's because it's found in its contracting of complacency. Churches that only teach from the pulpit and do not implement, listen to this, this is so good. Churches that only teach from the pulpit and do not implement ways for individuals to be walked alongside in life by a seasoned Christian become stagnant and pulpit focused. So okay. basically this is saying uh, This is saying that churches or bodies of believers, if you only focus on pulpit teaching and not in discipleship, your church will become or remain 
stagnant. So this is how important discipleship is with growth. With growth. So discipleship introduces accountability into the new believer's life. And this, this has been, as I think, one reason why uh, the body of Christ doesn't like discipleship because we don't like accountability. Yeah. We want to do what we want, when we want, how we want it done. Mm-hmm. And this is why I think that the new church and church in today has strayed away from discipleship because true, genuine discipleship breeds accountability, and we don't mm-hmm. like that. So discipleship introduces accountability into the new believer's life, beginning with basics and urging them, pushing them, propelling them towards deeper things. You know, it's it's one thing to hear the truth from a pastor, but to have someone holding you accountable hand in hand, going through life with you, going through the hard times, the good times, uh, and everything in between, and sitting there encouraging you to press on and walking through life with you, is another entire thing. So to conclude in growth, discipleship helps to deepen and grow the believer's faith in Christ as the newer disciple follows the example of the seasoned Christian who has already walked through the things they are sure to faith. So growth or uh, growth is very vital and happens in discipleship because you have someone that has already been through um, the struggles, the the contradictions, the trials and tribulations of life. Maybe it's not the exact same scenario, but it could be something uh, similar. And they're there to walk you through these things. Yeah. So the second thing is sound doctrine, and uh, I, I saw something on Facebook today, and uh, it, this is this is really funny. It just popped into my head, and it says um, a friend of mine shared it. He said, "Everybody is a Christian." until we start to open up the Bible, until we start to talk uh, doctrine. And uh, this is, I think, another reason why we find the world and the body of Christ where we're at today is because true discipleship breeds sound doctrine. And we have churches that don't have sound doctrine and body of believers that don't have sound doctrine because discipleship's lacking. Um, So let's go to Titus chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. It says, You, however must teach what is appropriate to sound doctrine. Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled, and sound in faith, in love, and in endurance. Another key aspect of discipleship is learning sound doctrine. In the book of Titus, Paul, over and over and over again, he urges Titus to know and teach sound doctrine and to also appoint elders who were firm in right teaching. So in this book, Titus, Paul over and over and over again urges Titus to not only know sound doctrine, but to teach sound doctrine. And this is why sound doctrine is extremely important as a believer, because you can only teach what you know, right? Right. So if you don't know sound doctrine, you can't teach sound doctrine. So this is extremely why, uh, extremely important why sound doctrine is so vital. Mm -hmm. Discipleship is also designed to teach those who are infants or who are new in the faith, what is in accordance with Christ's teaching. So discipleship is also designed to teach those who are new believers who have just stepped into the faith what Christ's teachings are. Um, and this does not exclude the fact for where people can get things wrong, you know, especially if we're just starting out. But this is so that you know uh, Scripture. This is so you know what you believe, what you don't believe, and ultimately the correct teachings of Jesus Christ. So in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, it says, But in your hearts, as Christ our Lord, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks 
you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. So um, I, I had this in my notes here because when we talk sound doctrine, everybody thinks that you know uh, you have those people that don't want to know doctrine, and then you have those people that want to know everything about it so they can win every argument. <laughs> this is not the purpose of having sound doctrine. You don't um, come to know Christ's teachings or have sound doctrine just so you can win a theological debate with someone else in church. This is not the reason why. So I just had to, I just had to put this in here. <laughs> so the final thing in why uh, discipleship is so important is because through discipleship is how you raise up leaders. Hebrews chapter four or chapter five, excuse me, verses twelve through fourteen. It reads, in fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness, but solid food is for the mature, who by constant have, used, have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. So finally, we come to raising up leaders. Discipleship is first helping brothers and sisters along in their faith so that they draw closer to God. But another element is raising up leaders. So just as the original design of discipleship in Jesus' time was laid out, the same principle still lives today. Mm -hmm. Discipleship is meant to pass on the wisdom, pass on the leadership of Christ to every person who seeks to follow him. Christians, listen to this. This is so good. Christians are not meant to stay stagnant in the body of Christ. I'm making sure you all are hearing me today. <laughs> Christians are not meant to stay stagnant in the body. Uh, we are uh, to be a people that are seeking for guidance, seeking for direction on what God has next. Always operating in the now, but always seeking for what is next. And you find this um, in discipleship. So now we can conclude... Uh, that discipleship is key to the Christian faith. We see that model laid out in the Bible, beginning with Jesus, and the whole point is to raise up believers. This is the whole point in discipleship, to raise up believers who are dedicated to Him, and as a result of discipleship, will step into the calling that God has given them. Yeah. Step into the call that God has given. This is the whole purpose of yeah. why we have discipleship, is to see people right. mature in Christ and ultimately walk in the call that God mm -hmm. has for them. And this ultimately, I don't think, can be done outside of discipleship. Yeah. Um, so now we've talked about why discipleship is so important. Ben, if you wouldn't mind, I kind of want you to just talk about what discipleship, what that looks like uh, in, in today's world, and what are even the characteristics of discipleship. Awesome. Hey, man, that was some really good stuff. And I, I, uh, I, I saw that Facebook post too about the, uh, <laughs> you know, we're Christians until the Bible. And I just thought that was so funny because the Bible is really everything, you yeah. know, it should be, it, it's the reason we are Christians. We're not just Christians because it's cool. You yeah. know, it's, it's the Bible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, uh, a little bit about what discipleship looks like today. So, um, and Isaac brought this up, um, discipleship in Jesus' time, you know, probably looks a little different in today's world. Because um, back then, you know, you had this teacher who went around and people could just up and leave everything they had. 
all the responsibilities and follow God, you know. And in today's world, that's just maybe a little bit unrealistic, you know. We can't just quit our jobs and, uh, I mean, unless God was telling us to quit our jobs. I'm not saying that, but, you know, up and just forget all of our responsibilities and just go follow a man, you know. It's just, it's a little bit different in today's culture. So, like, what does that look like for us? What does discipleship look like for us? And um, the 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 other big thing about discipleship, before I get into what it looks like for us, is um, Isaac talked about this a little bit, about how, you know, it's learning from seasoned Christians around you, people who have had more experiences and maybe have more knowledge than you. Um and that is so true. And you can get that from multiple people Absolutely. if you surround yourself with the right people. So it doesn't have to look like a blood contract between a <laughs> this old person and a young person. You right. know, I'm going to, you are going to be my disciple and I'm going to be your teacher. You know, it's not like you have to go out and find a man with a beard and, or, you know, an older <laughs> it, it lady. It doesn't even have to be family. Yeah. It doesn't have to be family. It doesn't have to be family or anything. I mean, just surrounding yourselves. It's, it's so, you know, simple. Just going to church and surrounding yourselves with people who will, yeah. you know, who have been there and done that. That is, that can be discipleship. Okay. Absolutely. And so what are ways that we can do that in today's world? What are ways that we can be discipled? and ways that we can disciple others. One way is encouragement. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, therefore encourage one another and build each other up. So the Bible tells us to everybody. It's not just exclusive to a mentor and a mentee. It's something we can all do with each other, okay? And what, what did they say in 1 Thessalonians? It says, encourage one another and what? Build each other up. Notice that. Build each other up. So what does that mean? When you are encouraging someone, you're building them. You are firming, you know, um, making their foundation stronger. You're speaking good things into into their life. You're adding on to them. They are growing. And that is part of discipleship. As Isaac said, you know, why it's so important is because you grow. And so encouragement, when you encourage one another, it's a process of growth and we can all do that with one another like right now i'm gonna i'm gonna say this as an example but it's really true because i feel like god's telling me to say it everyone listening to this you have a plan and purpose you know in your life and god has a calling on your life god has amazing plans for you and no matter what the enemy may try to throw your way if you stay true to god you won't fail and you won't fall and he will hold you and pick you up you have great things in store for you. God's given you gifts and talents that you can use for others. That right there is encouragement, and that's true. You know, and doing that and hearing that can really, really help you. The second one is counsel. Proverbs twelve fifteen says, "The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice." Listens, yeah. Listens to advice. Another verse, Proverbs eleven fourteen, where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in abundance of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs 15, 22, I'm just going to throw these out there, you know. Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. All right. I want to break this down real quick. Break it down. I'm going to break it down, all right? But not like the dance way, the word way. Okay. So in Proverbs 11, 14, it said, where there's no guidance, a people falls, right? But in abundance of counselors, there is safety. Okay. Okay. In Proverbs 15, 
22, it says, without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. So notice the things that happen without counsel. Without counsel in our lives, people and plans fail. Wow, wow, that's so good. And with counsel, what? We succeed and have safety. So good, then. So when we surround ourselves with counselors, which means when we surround ourselves with people who know more than we do, who have been where we have been, who have experienced those trials that we may be in right now, and we surround ourselves with them, with their help and guidance, we can have safety. We can succeed. But if we're just on our own in limbo and not, you know, asking for help, we could, you know, our, our plans could fail, you know. Um, and so that's why that's why it's so important. And that, that is, this, that, you know, that's a, that's an aspect of discipleship is counseling, surrounding yourself with the right people who will counsel you. The next one is confession. James 5.16, and Isaac may get a kick out of this because this used to be my favorite verse. It was one of those verses, you know, you have those verses throughout your life where it just kind of like hits you and then goes with you. Yeah, and it goes with you your whole life. This was one of those. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. You know, in discipleship, in what does it look like for us? Why is it important? Because when you're able to have someone in your corner who you can confess your faults with and confess your shortcomings with, it, it it's a safe place because when you do that, you are healed, which means you're being you're growing which means you're being built up. And the prayer of what? A righteous person is powerful and effective. So when you have those righteous people in your corner, again, surrounding yourself with the right people, yeah. and they pray for you, it's powerful and effective, yeah, and you're so growing. Good. It's discipleship. Fourth one, and I thought this was awesome because you know we really didn't talk much about you know this, but we didn't really talk much yeah. coming into this. Yeah. You know, We were just no. like, we trust each other and so everything. He, amen. And it, he brought up accountability. And that's one of the things I have written here is wow. discipleship. And I think this might be one of the most important things is discipleship is the one of the main things. And as, as Isaac said, one of the most important things about it is it can hold us accountable. Yeah. Yeah. I want to read a Bible verse, Hebrews 10, 25, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but let us encourage one another. You know, we've heard that verse before about why it's important to come to church. Um, But it's true. Let us not neglect our meeting together because it's important. And when you do that, watch, it says, encourage one another. That's why we meet with each other, to worship God and to encourage one another. I want to give a hypothetical real quick. Um, What if um, I was going to church and... You know, we I was going to church faithfully week in and week out, and there was a root of rejection in my life that nobody knew about, just me. It was there. Or maybe I didn't even know about it, but just hypothetically, there's a root of rejection in my life. Well, one day, say on a Thursday, I decide that I want to go to the mall and get my hair dyed in a rainbow color, okay? Now, I'm not saying that's inherently bad but maybe if it's from a root of rejection because i want everybody to know me then it's unhealthy okay that's good okay now watch this 
say I don't go to church on Sunday. So nobody sees what I did. Nobody at church sees what I did. They don't know that I just went and did that, okay? And so I'm okay. Nobody said anything to me. Nobody at church knows. The next week, I'm like, okay, you know, hey, I got my hair, my rainbow hair. Um, <laughs> people are starting to notice me. Next thing you know, I get huge gauges in my ears and in my lips, okay? And I don't go to church again that week. And next thing you know, a month later, I'm a totally different person. I look different, I act different, I speak different. Everything about me is different. But watch this. What if that first week when I got my rainbow hair, I went to church and I had a brother or a sister or a mentor in Christ who came up to me and said, Ben, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, that's so good, Ben. What, what's, are you okay? What's going on, you know? Wow. And... I opened up to them and we talked about it and I figured out that there was a root of rejection in my life. And those weeks where if I didn't go to church and all the and I just kept going down a bad path, those wouldn't happen if I would have just came to church that first week and I would have held myself accountable to others. And that's a reason why going to church is so important and you just going to church is a means of discipleship. And it, it's so important, being accountable. And the next thing um, is what, you know, what it looks like today. You know, sometimes in life, you know, everything can be so serious and um, we can almost forget how to have fun yeah. with each other yeah. and how to fellowship with one another. And um, there's actually a Bible verse on this. Ecclesiastes 8.15 says, And I commend joy, for man has no good thing under the sun but to eat and drink and be joyful. For this will go with him in his toil through the days of his life that God has given him under the sun. You know, hanging out with friends and going to dinner and watching a game or going to the movies and having fun with your friends is so important. And it not only is it a means of accountability, but it's a means of growing and having fun with other people. And, you know, in, in our Christian faith, while there are definitely serious implications, I mean, eternal implications, that is so serious. Yeah. You know, that's so, you know, like this is life and death, okay? I'm not... I'm not, you know, undermining the seriousness of Christianity and the gospel because it is serious. It's the, the it's like it's so important, but what I'm saying is in this Bible verse it says, I commend joy for man has no good thing under the sun but to eat and drink and be joyful for this will go with you in the through the toil in your day in the days of your life. So, as we're toiling in our day to day, as we're facing these trials and facing these tribulations and having a tough day at work and having a tough day with family and having a tough day here with this person, someone cut you off on the road, you know, whatever it is, the ability to come together and have fun and fellowship with your friends is a means of discipleship. Do you think that disciples for Jesus never hung out with one another and had fun? They went to a wedding together and had the time of their life, you know? That's good. Like, 
you think the disciples never, the disciples of Jesus never had any accountability? They lived with one another. You know, you think the disciples of Jesus never confessed their problems to one another? Of course they did. Yeah. I mean, they had Jesus in their presence and they confessed to him multiple times. Counsel. You think the disciples, you know, had counsel in their life? I think they did. They did. You think the disciples encouraged one another? Of course. And so we see how the principle of discipleship remains the same, but in terms of, you know, um, the method, I guess you could say, or the uh, delivery of it is a little, can be a little bit different in today's world, but it still remains the same. Yeah. Um, and, the, you know, the, so this is a general idea of what discipleship can look like for you in today's world. Um, and I hope that, you know, the things I talked about encouraged you and kind of gave you some insight, you know, as to what discipleship it, or as what as how how we can be a disciple and be a follower and how we can disciple others not just you know you know just learn about it but know how to apply it yeah, in our so lives good. you know um, so that's kind of what I have on that yeah. um, on what discipleship can look like in today's world so. And Ben, that, that was absolutely incredible. Um, so many nuggets. And one thing that you really said was, we hear the scripture all the time, and I, I can't even begin to say how many times I've heard it, is the prayer of a righteous man availeth or is effective. Yeah. And uh, notice that it just doesn't say a prayer of any man right. is effective. Right. Or uh, can bring fruit. It says... The prayer of a righteous man. Yep. So this is another reason why discipleship is so important because it's not that I just have somebody in my corner. It's yeah. do I have somebody that's living right, walking right, talking right, yep. that when I need them to pray or mm-hmm. walk me through something, I know that they're living uprightly and that their prayers can be effective. Right. So I think that that's huge because, you know, we can use the excuse, you know, I've got so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so that are in my corner, but but are they living a life that when they pray, it's effective? True. So I think that's so important, is not just having someone in my corner, but having the right person in your corner. So I I know one thing, I'm going to myself go back and listen to this, and um, I'm excited for the things that God is going to speak to people out of this. And and we hope, uh, and I know that this is, I'm not just speaking from my heart, I know this is Ben's heart too, but we hope that something you heard today uh, sparked something, ignited something, touched your heart, um, because our whole goal in this is, as we spoke of what discipleship is, is to bring individual growth to you, but also growth to the body of Christ, and to see each and every person listening right now uh, walk in their true calling that can only happen through discipleship. Mm -hmm. We want to see you grow. I can't begin to stress that enough. We want to see you grow and walk in not just 80%, 95 99% of your calling. We want to see you walk in every bit of your calling. So, Ben, as we uh, just in, you know kind of conclude this, if you don't mind, let's just pray. Yeah. Um, let's just pray that everybody listening right mm-hmm. now would find a mentor, would find someone yes. that can disciple them, um, and they would begin to walk in their total calling. So, yes. you know, let's, Ben, let's just lead us in okay. that, and then we're going to conclude. All right. Father, I thank you for every person listening to this podcast, God.
And I thank you for their lives. I thank you for the gifts and callings represented by the people listening right now, God. Um, and Father, I pray that as I, as I pray and as they listen to this prayer, and that, God, you would begin to download yes. wisdom and, and knowledge and guidance, God, in their lives so that they would know who to go to, God, that they would know where to go to, Father. You would even right now put someone in their heart, God, a name, a number, a face, God, of someone that you are leading them to connect with. Father, I pray for every single person who may be listening, who's experiencing uh, seclusion or loneliness, God, that you would speak to them and remind them that there is a a mentor, there is someone who loves and cares about them that you have ready for them in their lives, God, and that you would lead them to that person, God. Father, I pray for, you know, any person who may be new in their faith listening to this, God, that they would know that this is the start of a great life. This life is just not, you know, this isn't just, you know, we come to church on Sunday and we pray and we read, you know, it's just yada, yada, yada. No, this is the best life that you can have on this earth. And so, God, I thank you for that person listening, Father. And I thank you, Lord, that they would be um, excited to grow. They would be, you know, excited by the thought that they are about to grow in their life. They are about to grow in their heart and in their mind, Father. And I thank you for, you know, maybe the seasoned people listening to this, God, that you would begin to stir in their hearts, Father, a a desire for discipleship in their life. burn in their hearts a desire for discipleship to where they could maybe even disciple someone, God. You would just begin to speak to them and show them and reveal to them the importance of discipleship, the importance of growing, God, the importance of connection and community, God. I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you that you're touching the lives right now, right now, God, in the car, in the living room, in the kitchen, Father, in the bedroom, Father. I thank you, God, that right now your Holy Spirit There is no distance that right now the same Holy Spirit in this room, the same Holy Spirit through these words, God, that it would touch you right now, where you are at right now. You would be encouraged. You would be excited. You would be happy and thrilled about the future because you are about to grow in your calling like never before. You know, this year of 2021 is going to be a great year in your life. It's not going to be a year of stagnant, of being stagnant. It's not going to be a year of going backwards. I tell you what, this is going to be a year where you grow into amazing things. You grow into your crawling. You grow into your walk. You grow with friends. You grow with teachers and mentors in your life. This is a year of growth, and it's going to be good and exciting. And you are going to experience new things in your life that you dreamed of happening one day. It's going to happen this year because you're growing, and God's pushing you into a new land. God is pushing you into a new area. And so rejoice, be excited, and happy about it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. amen. So listen, I don't know about you all, but I think we need to have Ben back on here again. Ben, what do you think? You think you hey. Can, and I, this, we're live right now, so I'm going to hold you to your word. Okay, okay. Yes, it's stamped, uh, and we're going to bring you back on here. Okay. So I don't know about you all, but I enjoyed tonight, and I, I hope that... Um, somebody's life was changed and you're going to begin to walk in the call that God has for you. So real quick, listen, there's different ways to listen to this podcast. Obviously, if you hear me right now, you're listening on one of those platforms. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and you can find the podcast there. I'm letting you know that way in case 
you know, uh, w- or when you tell somebody about how good this was, you know, <laughs> word of mouth is very important. So when you tell someone or someone asks, those are the two ways you can listen. You've got Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And make sure you share this with your friends, share yeah. it on social media, uh, because we're not, we're not doing our namesake. We're not doing this uh, to get money because you don't get any money off this. We're doing this yes. to simply see the kingdom of God be advanced on the earth. And that's yes. what our heart cries. That's what we want to see. So share this with your friends. We love you all. We're praying for you. God bless and have an incredible year. Yeah.